You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number two, hectic hour number one, but one hour is in the books. Here we go with hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. My man Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. Of course, it's all being brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Uh, we got some calls. We got some texts we want to get to. We also have our week four NFL pickums on the way. Before we do any of that, though, I do want to go and get this text in from Jason in Maryland. And for some weird reason, I'm not able to get – Jason's text. I don't know why they're not coming through on my computer, but thank you, Ari, for pointing out to me that Jason did text in. So I wanted to make sure I got this one in because I don't want people to think that I'm not, uh, you know, going to their texts or checking them out. I do appreciate all the feedback. We've got a ton of it that we'll get into throughout the course of the show on the don'tbebroke.com text line. So thank you so much for all the people that have texted in. But here's from Jason. He says, Chandler Jones' situation is what it is. We'll all likely find out what's going on at some point. Until then, fans need to just sit back and wait. It's not our business. Like you, I'm not a Jimmy G guy, but there's no doubt he gives us the best chance to win over the alternatives. I just hope he and the other units can finally put it together. So that's uh, – that's, I don't think I'm optimistic, but I do have hope. So that's from Jason in Maryland. And, yeah, really good text right there. And, yeah, I mean, look. Jimmy G was not something that I was like pounding the table, hey, go sign the guy. But he's the Raiders quarterback. And everybody in that locker room seems to like the guy and seems to think that he's, he's, he's that dude, right? Max called him a dog. Andre James said he's one of the guys, right? Josh Jacobs even pointed him out as, as being that guy. So, all right, cool, right? Now they got to go out there and execute. And have they gotten off to a good start? No, right? The turnovers are not good. Right, six turnovers, six interceptions. He leads the, the league in interceptions. That's not okay. That's not acceptable. That's got to get cleaned up. But I remember, and I try to caution everyone to remember, it's three games into the season. It's three games into a very long season. So there's going to be a lots of ebbs and flows throughout the course of the season that we don't even know what's going to happen yet. And we're only talking about week four coming up with the L.A. Chargers. Thank you so much for that text, Jason. I appreciate you. Let's go out to the phone lines at 702 Let's talk to our guy, Raider Greg in Sacramento. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q, my brother, I want to send you all the positive energy to you and Ari, man. I know it's been tough, but uh, I was just telling Ari that I had to take a little break just because all the negativity I knew was coming in and just harness that positive energy. But, you know, I, like you said, the, the season's young. You know, I, I chopped the season up into those quarters, right, four mm-hmm. games, four game quarters. Uh, I looked at where we were last year at this point. We were 0-3. We won in two, so I know we're one game better. I mean, stats are, you know, a lot of people want to move to stats, but it's just all about wins, right? I mean, yep. we just win, baby. That's the Raider Nation. So I look at last year and this year, and we're in a better spot than we were, right? Uh, we got better players on the team. Uh, I know they haven't clicked fully yet, you know, a lot of the a lot of the dogs on the team. But, you know, I like to listen to what they're saying in the locker room, listen to, you know, the guys like you and who are in there and, uh, you know, I, I got nothing but confidence in these guys, man. I think it's just our season's too early. You know, I know Raider Nation, we've been through so much, and a lot of our guys are just, you know, they're just worn and torn from all the bad years. But I just try to look at each individual season differently. I think that's what we have to do, be patient, and, and just let these guys mold. You know, our quarterback wasn't there, you know, in the beginning. You know, Tyree was hurt in the beginning. Our running back was hold out. Those are a lot of key things that are going to take a team – a little while to build chemistry, right? So I think it's just, you know, you get through this first quarter. I said we'd be two and two at the four games. Now I thought we'd win the Steelers game, but the Steelers are a little bit ahead of us right now, right? Um, so, you know, you win this Charger game, you're exactly, they're exactly where I thought they would be. 
And I think we just got to stay together as Raider Nation and, and trust, that, trust that the team is going to come together because we have the guys there. That's why I loved what Devontae Adams said because he basically he believes in the guys there. He sees the work they put it in, but he said it's just time to take it to the next level. So I don't think it's time to panic. It's just time to just be patient and, and let the team build. Uh, I appreciate you, brother, and keep doing, keep doing a great job. I hey, will do, man. Great call. Really good stuff. And, yeah, that's the thing. Think about this. This game will be one quarter in the books of the season, basically. I mean, I know there's 17 games, but that'll be one quarter. If the Raiders can get out of the first quarter at 2-2, two and two, I would say that's a positive, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Raider Greg, right? I mean, they were 0-3 after the first three games. I mean, they didn't get their first win until October. If they can get two wins before, well, it'd be October 1st of Sunday. So, you know, but still, if you can get two wins, you know, by October 1st, I'll take it. Now, I think that they should be playing better. Honestly, I'm with, I'm with Greg. I think they should have won that Steeler game. But it didn't happen. So, okay, it didn't happen. All right, bounce back. This is going to be a tough game, this Charger game, man. It's, it's not going to be a walk in the park. And no, no game in the division is a walk in the park. And the Chargers are tough. And they're scoring a lot of points. So the Raiders have got to get that offense jump-started. And that's what I'm really focused in on with this game. I know I always talk about defense. I'm really focused in on the offense getting jump-started because that's what it needs to come out with the victory against this team. This team is putting up a lot of points. They don't have Mike Williams, but it's putting up a lot of points. Let's go out to L.A., talk to our guy Jay. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Jay? Q, hey, just, you know, it's always good to go in and talk to you. Man, it's kind of like it's your family every time I listen to the radio, okay? And right. Artie, you know, you're your man. He's doing an awesome job, man. But listen, I just want to go in. I, you know, that was a tough uh, act to follow, especially, you know, one of the greats that you're talking to there. But, you know, the one thing that this, you know, that I see right now is just with uh, with the team. You know, we don't have an identity. We don't have an identity in any of the three faces, special teams, offense, and defense. I mean, I thought it would have been a great time to go ahead and kind of like instead of kicking that field goal, going for it, okay, even if you didn't make it, you still kind of like you, you're making an imprint, okay, mm-hmm. on that team. Instead, we kicked and – you know, I don't know how you felt, but I felt a little like, oh my god, you know, we're we're kind of like conceding this game. You know I was I mean? shocked. We're, I was shocked twice. I'll just I was shocked twice that they kicked the field goal. To be honest with you, I couldn't believe it. You felt the same thing. I, I mean, it, there was that energy out there, and I was like, going, gosh, you know, I hope. And I it kind of understood that he's kind kind of keeping faith on the defense, and the defense did do much better than what I have seen. But you know, and I'm not going analytic or anything like right. that. But at, at that moment, that was pivotal for them. Okay, mm-hmm. pivotal. I agree. And you know, and I just and I feel like you know that if we want to go ahead and kind of like get that running game going, we need a big arm. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to put it out there. But you know who's got the big arm out there? All right, Jimmy G. Of course, he's a dog. Everything else, but you want somebody? I need a gunslinger. We know we have a gunslinger. Put him out there. I want to go ahead and see what we got. Okay, that's just okay. me. I don't okay. know. I don't know how, how how everybody else feels, but that's just me. And I feel like if he's in there, we'd be able to go ahead and open up the running game, the offense instead of looking so vanilla and so predictable. Now you're going to go ahead and be able to, you know, stretch out the field and use more weapons. But you know that it, you know, it all comes down. It always comes down to the quarterback. Okay, so right. you know, that's what I got for you, Q. Hey, good stuff. Thanks for the call. I appreciate you. And so you want to put Aiden O'Connell in. I, look, I get it. You're not alone. There's a lot of Raider Nation that wants to put Aiden O'Connell in. I'm not mad at you. I, I think that, you know, it's too early to do that, but I, I get it. As far as the field goal goes, I'm with you. 
I'm with you 100%. I asked Josh McDaniels about it on Monday. I, I, I thought it was a bad decision when he kicked it. I thought it was a bad decision when he kicked it the second time, right? But he did. So, I mean, that's the decision he went with. He's the coach, not me. Um, but I, I think that, you know, similar to what Amber Thea Harris told us, you know, when she joined the show on Monday, she said, hey, you know, James Jones, he said that my mama said if I want to win a fight, I better go throw some punches. You can't win a fight without throwing a punch. Josh McDaniels chose not to throw a punch when he was down there by the goal line. I thought it was a bad decision, but, that again, that's just me. So uh, I'm with you, right? You know, there's just – again, it's three games into the season, so you got to see what you got. But me personally, when it comes to Aiden O'Connell, as much as I want to see what he's got, I do. I'm very intrigued based off what we saw from preseason. I'm just not intrigued in week four. I'm just not. I think that you've got to give it some time uh, and, and give this Raiders team an opportunity to, to really have a legit shot at winning this game. I guarantee you, I know that gambling's not everything. I think the Raiders are like, what, five-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game. If they were to announce today that Aiden O'Connell's going to be the quarterback on Sunday, I guarantee you it would drop to like nine-point underdogs, ten-point underdogs. It would immediately – I mean, it just, it just changes the trajectory. You're putting a rookie out there with no experience against a Chargers team that has three, a three-headed monster at the, uh, at the edge rushers, right? They got the rookie as well, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Got an offensive line of the Raiders that just gave up four sacks and a bunch of pressures on Sunday. I guarantee you that line would change really fast if it was announced that, uh, that Aiden O'Connell was going to be the quarterback. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines real quick, talk to our guy Raider X. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, X? Hey, Q, I can't disagree with you, man. I have to go back to you and use your adage, man. It, it sounds good and it might look good, but it ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, putting Aiden O'Connell, it gets, man, you know, it gets us excited. Right now, well, I want some of that August excitement. Because back in August, man, we were excited to get the season started. You know, everything looked good. Jimmy G had a really good, you know, training camp. The whole team was, you know, picking off balls, doing all these things. Man, we were sitting there licking our, licking our chops. You know, I want some excitement. And, and I know that, you know, it, it's, it's early in the season. You're, you're really talking some logic, and you're really getting down and, and, and reminding us, you know, don't hit that panic button. Don't break glass. Got you, my brother. You know, and but I just like to sit there and, you know, right now everybody's still a little bit, you know, so, you know, sore. And mm-hmm. they look at this game like, what do I got to be excited about? You know, maybe you see this Malik Reed. Ah, maybe they put him in there. Maybe they go to, you put Nesta in there. Right. You know, maybe you know uh, we, you know, we, we, we Raiders got to go in this game and get rolling, get that, get that fire up. You know, if they get the if they defer or or they end up on defense first, maybe go to a three and out, or maybe we get a takeaway. That'll put fire, or you yeah. know, you see the game start on offense, and maybe there's some scripted plays, you know, throwing it out to Jacobs or doing the getting Mayor involved. Maybe he's the first guy to receive the ball, or maybe it's you know Tucker receiving the ball. Not just you know throw it to Devontae, throw it to Devontae. I mean the stuff is getting old, right? You know it looked bland, and and you know what? And it's predictable. These guys aren't professionals and the best in the world because they're dodos. You know we see it, they see it. And so these, you know, like I said, you've got, a, you've got a defensive guru that's a head coach, might do some, some bonehead decisions on offense, you know, <laughs> there with Daly, but, you know, he knows. Right. And they're going to come out there, and they are going to be lit on fire because they have been underachieving. And this is, you know, at their, at their home, even though it's Raider Nation, but, you know, uh, you know they're going to try to show out, and yeah. they're really going to try to prove a point. And hopefully we start fire, we go in there fast, we get the momentum back, we and then, and then we come in, and then uh, you know we get we get things handled, and I think things will be great, bud. You know, thank you, appreciate your time, and I look forward to your your, your feedback. Thank you. Uh, hey, great call, Raider X. It's always good to hear from you, my man. I appreciate you, and yeah, you know that's the thing. The Raiders have to do something to spark some energy. 
Like that first drive they had against Buffalo, how fired up was everybody after that drive? That five snaps, they got them into the end zone. It's like, oh, this is going to be an easy day, right? This is going to be fun. And then it just ended after that. But that excitement, they got to get that. Like that Marcus Peters drop pick six, that would have fired up Allegiant Stadium, right? That would have got everybody fired up. They've got to have some. You're right. They've got to have some kind of spark. They need something offensively because that offense, I mean, it's, it's almost like it's almost like trying to light a, a fire in the woods and you ain't got what you need. Or if you're trying to, I guess a better description is that have you ever tried to start a barbecue and try to light the fire and it keeps going out and it just ain't right? And finally you're like, damn it, just give me that lighter fluid and douse it. And here, let me just, you know what I mean? Like you just get frustrated because the fire just ain't there. Like the little fire goes for a quick second and you turn your head and you look back, it's out. It's like, oh, man, what are we doing here? Right? I ain't never going to eat. That's, that's kind of how it feels. It feels like they'll have glimpses of, okay, there it goes. It's about to get started, and then it doesn't. So that's, that's, that's what they need. They need something offensively to fire them up, and they need, a, they need a big play. They've had three games in a row where they've created a turnover, and, and they came away with nothing. Like that's, that's the worst part of it. They're looking for the, the, the turnovers. They had a fumble week one, penalty, call back. Interception week two, penalty. Called back. Pick six, week three, dropped. Right? And, I, and I, I emphasize that one because that is what Marcus Peters was brought to the team to do. Come up with that play right there. And he read it perfectly. He did everything that he was supposed to do. Got his hands on the ball. Didn't secure the ball. Had the break. There was nobody there. The guys that were in the win club are the only ones that could have stopped him. And by that time, he's already in the end zone, Right? That would, have been the next, that would have been the next person in front of him was the guys in the win club, and that was it. He'd have been partying with the cats in the club. Pick six, seventh pick six of his career. Just didn't happen. So they, they need to come up with one and actually come up with one. Got to finish the plays. That's what Max Crosby said. Thank you for that call. Good stuff. 314 is the time. All right, let's go ahead and get into our week three uh, NFL picks real quick. How about that? How about that? We were both 10 and six last week, huh? That's correct. All right. And you know what that means? We tied and you did you know not what that win. Means? You know what that means? I think it's You're going to go 17 and 0 or whatever, <laughs> however many games there are. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to burn the film, but whatever. If, I don't uh, believe this. We I got Lincoln Kennedy. By the way, we got Lincoln Kennedy coming up in about 15 minutes here on Radio Nation Radio 920. All right, go ahead, Ari. If I was a betting man, I'd bet on Q because he is just fired up. Got to get this dub. All right, starting at a prime time tonight, 515, Detroit and Green Bay. Detroit's favored by two and a half points, by the way. I got uh, I got the home team. I got the Packers. I still don't, I'm still not going to that party of the Lions yet. Uh, I think that they're a pretty decent team, but I like what Jordan Love did last week, man. He was down 17 points at halftime, came back and uh, put up 18 straight to win, 18-17 over the uh, the Saints. So, yeah, I'm going to ride with Jordan Love and Green Bay, man. I feel pretty good about them. I'm uh, I'm going to stick with Detroit, and uh, not that it matters here, but I, I think they'll get them. They have two games this season. I think Green Bay will get them next time, but – this time, I'm going to go with Detroit. You know they play each other again on Thursday? Oh. They play tonight, scene. right? Their next time that they play, you bet you they play twice. The, the next time they play is Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Wow. Thanksgiving. That's, that's only happened like twice in the history of the league where a team will play a team on a Thursday twice. So just a little nugget there for you. Okay. Interesting. But it'll be cold at that point. So. It's in the. It's indoors. Oh. And they're from Green Bay. Cold don't matter. That's why you shouldn't be winning no, 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 in this. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's why I'm saying Green Bay would win that game. They, this they game well is at the... Green Bay. I know. It's not no, cold. No, this yet. game. This yes. game is at Green Bay. The I'm... next one is in Detroit. Detroit's in a dome. Ah, okay, fair enough. You got I know. Me. That's why I think it's BS that you're even close <laughs> to me in this because you have no clue. I have some clues. You I have go... no clue. I you're use... like Blue's clues. No. 
I use some insight and a little bit of gumption and all kinds of stuff. You can't even spell gumption. And Go ahead, frankly, man. sometimes I like to just pick the opposite of Q Myers. Fine. <laughs> uh, all right, Falcons and the Jaguars. This is uh, uh this is the Toy Story game. Yeah. They're, they're playing in Andy's room, right? Which is so weird to say. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? Like a grown-ass man saying, hey, we're going to go play in Andy's room sounds kind of weird. Keep the door open. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Turn the light on, dummy. <laughs> uh, what you like got? Like back in the day when you went to your girlfriend's house and you went and hung out in a room and the parents were like, hey, keep the light on, keep the door open, dummy. <laughs> yep. I see you. We're yeah. watching. Exactly. Uh, I got Jacksonville. They're used to playing overseas. So I just th- I just think that they're that's that's who they are, right? Uh, Atlanta's off to a 2-1 start. Jacksonville's off to a 1-2 start. I know Jacksonville's favorite, but I just think that because it's an overseas game in Jacksonville, that's what they do. Uh, I think they'll win. Q, write that down. I've uh, I struggled with this one because I think both the records are kind of misleading based on what happened. But I'm gonna go with Atlanta. I just still don't good. see it with the Jags. Yeah, good. Good. <laughs> good. Well, I don't so. need that bad mojo on my side. Good. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to Sunday morning. Uh, Miami and Buffalo is an interesting one. Buffalo's favored two and a half, which is interesting to me. Look, man, if you put up 70 points in a game and I go against you the next week, I'm a fool. So I'm going with Miami. <laughs> Straight up. Like, that's the only reason I have. <laughs> I don't. They might not score another point the rest of the season. But I'll tell you <laughs> what, you score 70 in one game, I'm definitely not going against you the next game. They might be scoring right now. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't think you have to worry about them scoring. I think this is going to be a really explosive game on both ends. And, yeah, yeah I've got Miami as well. Uh, Denver and Chicago, a not explosive game. Man, I went back and forth on this one. I That's really did. So bad. Um, I, I I don't want to believe in Denver. I really don't. I would love to see Denver continue to lose. Chicago, I have no idea what the hell they have going on. They are a complete dumpster fire. Mm. Um, I literally, I know Denver's three and a half point favorites in this one. I have Denver on my seat circled right now, literally a circle. But I, I really, my gut feeling tells me to go with Chicago that they're not going to be awful forever. My gut says you're wrong. I got Denver. <laughs> I got the Broncos. You're um, like, I don't give a damn what your gut says. <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's probably better than my gut. But, yeah, with this one, I just, uh, you know, it's not going to be an exciting end, whatever. We'll see what happens. But I, I do think – I also think of the two quarterbacks in this equation, even though both struggling. Like, yeah, you're Russell right. Russell Wilson's playing a lot. Ah, too late to change her. Too late to no, change it's, her. No, it's circled on my sheet anyway. It's good. It's all good. I've got Q down for the Bears, everyone. Everyone no, I, in Vegas heard I have it literally written on my sheet, Denver. Good. All right, we in. There. Next. All right, on to the Ravens and the Browns. Ooh, Cleveland's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Cleveland has a really good defense, but uh, I got to ride with Lamar, man. I'm, I'm rocking with Baltimore. Same. All right. Same, same. And a uh, team that put me over the edge for the tie last week, Cincinnati Bengals. Who you oh, chose against. that was the team I went yeah. against last week. See? See what happens? That's right. But okay. they're against the, the team I went against last week and got smacked, Tennessee. So uh, they are two-and-a-half favorites, uh, the Bengals. That offense doesn't look very good for Cincinnati. Joe Burrow's clearly injured. Um, I'm going to go ahead and keep riding against Cincinnati. I'm going to go with Tennessee on this one. I'm going to go with the home team. All right. There you go. This is good because this will be a lot of variation with our picks. Good. All right. The Rams, one and two Rams, are in Indianapolis with the Colts, and Indy is favored by .5. I got the Rams. Same. It's just that simple. I'm taking taking the Rams. Uh, They lost a a close one on, on Monday Night Football to Cincinnati. Uh, they had a couple turnovers. I think Stafford will be better than that on on Sunday. So yeah, I got the Rams in this I one. I too have the Rams. Uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, the Bucks and the Saints at home in the New Orleans. It is uh, their favorite three and a half. The Saints. I and- think that Carr is out this game. He's got the sprained AC joint, um, and Jameis Winston to me is not very good. 
Uh, they didn't. They weren't able to score anything in the second half last week when uh, Jameis came in. So I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield, which I'm very shocked that I would do. But I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay to win this one. I am shocked as well. I'm. Uh, I mean, no particular reason, and it's a scary pick, but I, I'm going with the Saints. So. All right. All right. Eagles are hosting the uh, Commanders. They're eight and a half point favorites. The Eagles. Do we need to say anything else? Or? No, no. <laughs> both have it's the Eagles, it's right? Philadelphia. They're going to run for 200-something yards. I like right. what Eric Bieniemy's is doing there as an offensive coordinator, but uh, I don't think Sam Howell is, is that guy. Uh, he th- turned the ball over, what, four times last week? So, uh, yeah, I think that uh, I think Washington is starting to come down to earth and you're starting to realize who they are. And Philadelphia is only going to get better. They improved to 4-0 with a victory at home against the Washington Commanders. Boom. Uh, the Vikings and Carolina Panthers, the winless, uh, winless competition here. And I am going to pick first. I'm going with the Vikings. Who are yeah, I don't think – I'm with you. I don't think that um, – I'm not sure if Bryce Young's playing or not, but it doesn't really matter at this point. He's struggling as a rookie quarterback in the NFL, which a lot of rookie quarterbacks do. Anthony Richardson is struggling to even stay on the field. Mm. Uh, he's got concussion issues. Bryce Young's got ankle inju- issues. It's rough sledding right now for rookies in the league. Um Minnesota just turns the damn ball over so much. I'm going to go with them again, reluctantly. Mm-hmm. I went with them last week against the Chargers, took an L. Even when the Chargers tried to give them the game, they tried to give them the game, and they still did. So one more time, I'm going to go with the fighting Lindsey Browns. I'm not comfortable <laughs> with it, but I'm going to go with them. So uh, Minnesota, one more time. There you go. Uh, Pittsburgh and Houston. Pittsburgh. I don't need. I don't need. <laughs> I don't need no point spread. I don't need anything, man. Pittsburgh. That that opportunistic defense that comes up with turnovers is going to turn the ball over, or is going to create some turnovers with CJ Stroud. Fresh off a, a win that they shouldn't have had, so yeah, they're fired up. I'm with them as well. Uh, New England in Dallas. Dallas six and a half point favorites. That seems a little lops. Not lopsided. It seems a little much to me, but it's a lot. But. I uh, and I reluctantly am going with the Cowboys. I think they have something to prove. I'm not reluctantly going with the Cowboys. I'm going with the <laughs> Cowboys. I think that you know they definitely, after coming off that loss to Arizona, that's an embarrassment. Now they didn't lose <laughs> seventy to twenty, so they're but they still they lost but right. The and they should have never never lost that one to the Cardinals. Which the Cardinals are playing tough ball. They, they're 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 not they're not the pushover that everybody thought they were going to be. Uh, but Dallas, I think, is uh, going to win this one against New England and drop New England one and three, and they'll improve to three and one. So. There you go. Uh, another easy one with the Cardinals here against the Niners. I don't see anything like happening like last. You know what's week. funny about this game? I don't either. I got San Francisco, and I'm sure you do too. Yep. They're 14 and a half point favorites, which I think is a lot of points. I'd pick the Cardinals against the spread. I'd, I'd take the I'd take the Cardinals to cover. But uh, you know, you, you give me 14 and a half points, I'm good. Like I think that the the Cardinals could get close. They they compete. But wouldn't it be just like the NFL to have? San Francisco undefeated going up against the Cardinals teams. It's not very good. San Francisco has been off for a while because the last time they played was Thursday night football, so they got extra time to rest and recover, and then they just go out there and lay an egg. Oh, like That would man. be so NFL-like. I don't it think would. it's going to happen. I'm picking the Niners, but 14 and a half, a point, 14 and a half points is just straight-up disrespectful. Yeah, So if I, was going to, if I was going with the point spread, I'd go with the Cardinals. I agree with all that. Uh, Chiefs and the Jets. I mean, the Chiefs are nine-and-a-half-point favorites, and they're at, uh, in New York. Yeah. That doesn't do, do anything still, for do you. Do the Jets still have Zach Wilson? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I got Kansas City. I mean, unless you're betting, you know, unless you're betting for the Chiefs. Yeah, I yeah. do I do as well. Uh, I mean, it'll be competitive, I think, but. The defense will keep the Jets know. in it for yeah. a while, but they just don't have the offense to the firepower. They got the run game, which is good, but they don't have enough at, at the quarterback position to be competitive, so. Uh, I got Kansas City in this one. Monday night football primetime, the Seahawks and the Giants. 
Prime it's time. Exciting prime time game. I'm uh, go with the Seahawks. I got yeah, I got Seattle as well. The Giants are a half a point favorite. That's so weird. Half point. <laughs> Daniel Jones, I don't believe in Daniel Jones. Same. And I just think that he's not very good, and I don't think the Giants are very good. So I got a, I got the Seahawks in that one as well. Which only uh, remains remains one game left on the man. docket. The Raiders at the Chargers. The Chargers are five and a half point favorites. They're both coming in at one and two. I have gone back and forth on this one so many times. On my sheet right now in front of me, I have the Chargers circled. I really do. I do. Just because the Raiders will struggle to score points, and I don't know how they're going to get their points. That's, uh, I mean, that's the only thing. If I had confidence that this team could score over 20 points, I would circle the Raiders and, be, and feel, feel really good. But with the fact that they have not gotten over 20 not one time this season, it makes me feel very un uncomfortable and uneasy with this game. I am going to go against the grain, though. I'm going to go against my better judgment. I really am. Only because, maybe because I'm feeling froggy, maybe because it's a red polo day even though I'm not wearing a red polo, maybe because I came out the gates on fire, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I just want to, you know, just Tupac against the world. I don't know what it is. Love I don't it. know. But I'm going to put an asterisk next to this game and say and write my initials so let it be known that I changed it. I'm going to change it to the Raiders. They're going to win this game. They're five-and-a-half-point underdogs. I'm going to give them the win. I, I just, again, I originally had the Chargers. Every, I could take a picture of it and tweet it out right now. I, I'm just going to go I'm gonna go against that. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Why not? For S's and giggles and just because. I think if Jimmy G gets cleared and he's not cleared, he's going to lead the Raiders to a victory on Sunday. And the conversation we'll have on Monday is going to be different. I, I just want to go to break and just be done. But no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, I actually, I, I, I did what you did. <laughs> <laughs> when we'll break out of here to get to Lincoln. But what you did just now is what I feel like I did last week with the Raiders. And so I'm just going to – man, I hope they win, but I'm, I'm going to pick the Chargers because I'm, I'm sick of losing on this end. I'm no, I understand. The, I understand. Know? Look, on my paper, you can see it. Oh, I believe I, it. I have, I have the Chargers originally uh, circled, but I'm, I'm crossing them out. I'm going to ride with faith. Right. Or, or, Jesus, take the wheel! <laughs> <laughs> or we talk about luck and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So if you're a uh, superstitious person, so far when I pick the Raiders, they lose, and now I pick the Chargers, so. There you go. That's, that's that. a great sign. <laughs> great bet, sign. Don't bet all your money on that. <laughs> that is a great sign on our way out. 326 is the time. Lincoln Kennedy joins us next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at PortaSubs.com. Raiders have to get the two. It's play action to Jacob. Wide open in the end zone. It's the rookie Michael Mayer. They convert the two as he grabbed it right on the and Raiders. The first one out to the left. And with that two-point conversion, the Raiders make it a one-score game, 23-15. Las Vegas Raiders color analyst Lincoln Kennedy joins Unnecessary Roughness right now on Raider Nation Radio. And pleased to have Lincoln Kennedy on the phone lines with us as he does each and every Tuesday and Thursday. And Lincoln, thanks so much for your time. We definitely appreciate you as always. And a big game here for the Raiders uh, in L.A. against the Chargers. It's the fourth game of the season, the first quarter of the season, we should say. Uh, how big would this be if the Raiders could get out of L.A. with a victory on Sunday? How many times have I told you every game is a big game when it comes to the Raiders, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's no different this one out. But 
whenever you're t- taking on divisional opponents, every coach that you've ever that I've ever played for says, "Look, if we take care of the division, we'll find ourselves in the playoffs." And once you get there, you know it's one game elimination, but you know that you're there. So the big thing is to, to take it and, and and do what you can with it. Look, in years past, it's been a coin flip between us and the Chargers. More times than not, and we split the season. Um, I don't know if it's going to be different this time, but you know, the last time the, the Raiders were in SoFi against the Chargers, they really stunk it up. So hopefully, they can have a better outing this time. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And and Lincoln, they've got to get this offense jump started. And one of the big questions is going to be who's going to be a quarterback. Jimmy G still in concussion protocol, even though it sounds like he's progressing. Do you feel like that at this stage of the game, Jimmy G still gives the Raiders the best chance to win? I do. I do. I think Aiden O'Connor has come along a little bit. Uh, O'Connor has come along a little bit of the way, and I know what you get out of uh, Brian Hoyer because he's a longtime vet. But I do. I still think that Jimmy G gives the Raiders the best opportunity to win. Yeah, and that that's how I feel. And I think that especially those guys in the locker room, the leaders like a. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, right. those guys, I think right now they all they're focusing on Lincoln is winning, and I feel like they think that Jimmy gives them the best opportunity. Well, I, I think it's true. I mean, I think it's the reason why the Raiders made an effort to go out and get him in free agency. They made the change from quarterback from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo. Of course, they drafted for the future, but I don't think Aiden is really truly ready if you don't have to put him in there. So, you know, you, you take Jimmy G through the concussion protocol. It sounds like he practiced today. So it looks like he's probably getting geared up to, to possibly play once it gets cleared. But the thing is, you just have that contingency plan in the back of your mind in case you need it. Yeah, just in case. Again, Lincoln Kennedy joins us here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. So as far as jump-starting that offense, Lincoln, what is it going to take to get this thing cooking? First downs. Get first mm-hmm. downs. Find a way to matriculate down the field that puts your offense into a rhythm. And when you can do that, then you can have your way with opposing defenses. Now, keep in mind, they're going to make adjustments, so you too have to make adjustments. The way they're going to play Devontae Adams, the way they're going to play Jacoby Myers. You know, there were times where, you know, the Raiders uh, played the Chargers, and they took your, you know, your go-to receivers out of the equation, forced you to go somewhere else. Remember when we had Darren Waller a couple of years ago, how the, how the Chargers made a conscious effort to have, like, Derwin James over the top and maybe a linebacker trailing him underneath to sort of give him that combo coverage. And they can do that when they can generate a pass rush with their front four. If they don't need to blitz, then they, then they can do that. They can afford to play those combination coverages on the back end. So that, that's where the challenge, it all starts with and finishes with the offensive line. If you can get something like a, you know, a, a balance where you're able to run the ball effectively and throw the ball effectively, then you can keep a defense on its heels. Making the team one-dimensional, making the team's offense one-dimensional is always an advantage to the defense. So they're going to have to find a way to hold up against Bosa and Mack if they're playing um, on, on the pass sets, but more importantly, keep a, a four-man rush out. How encouraging is it that the Chargers' defense is just not playing to, where, to the level that they're supposed to be playing at, at least not yet? Not necessarily encouraging because neither is the Raiders. It's true. We talk about both sides of the ball. So you can't really compare where someone else is at or maybe look at an advantage if you're not there yet. We, don't, we can't honestly say after three games that this Raiders offense or defense is in a rhythm or is up to full strength, you know what I mean, or is yeah. moving in full strength. So that's why it's, it's one of those arguments I don't put much credence in when a team is struggling. You still want to keep them down, and more importantly, since it's a divisional rival, you want to go on and stop on their neck early and often. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And the Raiders already have one win in the division, which is good, right? You can get your right. second win in the division if you win against the Chargers coming up on Sunday. And we had Kevin Harlan on earlier, and he was talking about Josh Jacobs and how he just thinks that, you know, by the fourth week, fifth week, maybe Josh will really kind of start running, you know, like, like the Josh Jacobs that we're used to seeing. Do you feel like maybe, you know, this fourth game could be that jumping off part for uh, Josh Jacobs? Well, it took a while for him to get started last year, if you think about it. And I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm just thinking that it's not all on Josh Jacobs. You know, some right. other things have got to change. This offensive line has got to do a better job of communicating the box, who's got whom, and the box, especially when they walk an extra man down. And whether you bring in a receiver to dig him out, uh, dig out that safety or that extra corner, you've got to bring in somebody for that extra player. And those, those are the type of adjustments that, that McDaniels needs to make, in, in my opinion, going forward, because you have to put it in the quarterback's head, whether it's O'Connell or, you know, Jimmy G., that, hey, when we see that other guy creeping down in the box, we've got four down, two linebackers. That other guy becomes somebody that we can't block. We've got to bring in a receiver or an extra body to, to, to dig him out. Or at least when you go to your heavy formation, everyone's got to account for that, including that extra man in the box. How critical is it going to be for Thayer, or not Thayer Mumford, excuse me, Michael Mayer to finally get cooking so they don't always have to go to that jumbo package with Thayer Mumford? Well, I mean, it's it's up to him whether or not he's going to be able to block it or not. You right. know what I mean? It's 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 one of those things where you're, you're either you're going with Hooper, you're going with Mayer or Horstead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you those are your only choices at tight end. And and right. for what it's worth, whenever you bring in Thayer Munford and and then Jakob Johnson, you know that you got two guys that you're probably not going to throw to. Right. So unless you show that or devise a scheme or a play to do that. But the Raiders really don't have a luxury. You don't, you don't really have a luxury to go for a tackle eligible at this particular point because you haven't won, won many games. So you would hate for something to happen if Thayer Munford tries to catch the ball or he catches the ball and fumbles, how much he would look like a fool. It's just not the right time to do that. So I, I would think that if you find a way to you know, bring in Jakob Johnson and maybe throw him the ball coming out of that play action out of the backfield, it might be advantageous. But it's going to be – you know, it's not all on Josh Jacobs. It's, it's yeah. going to be the offensive line coming together along with whomever's at tight end uh, you know, communicating who's got who in the box and blocking the box successfully to give Jacobs a, a, a chance to make the safety or the unblocked man miss. You know, something Jermaine Illuminor said, we heard him in the locker room yesterday, and he said that, you know, it's on us to, to play better. You know, he's obviously at that right tackle spot. Uh, he was talking about Greg Van Roten as well at that right guard spot. Uh, do you, does it, it kind of feels like that they're taking that personal and they realize that that performance on Sunday wasn't good enough. Uh, and they might have that little bit extra edge come Sunday They've got a tall task in front of them, Lincoln, man. Those, they have a three-headed monster there in L.A. right now coming after the quarterback. It's going to be really tough, in my opinion, for this, this offensive line to hold up. What, I mean, outside of bringing in Thayer Mumford, is, what else can they do? Desire to block. Go out yeah. there and do it. You're pros for a reason. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be in a uniform if you, if you didn't have the ability. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where you sit there and say, well, okay, you, you struggled in the past. Now you see what's going wrong. Nobody can deny you other than yourself. That's the attitude that they have to have collectively, that no one's going to stop us. You know, when you, when you, when you walk on that field, you have to have the mentality cue when you look across the ball and the other helmet and, and the guy in the other helmet. And you have to say to yourself, whether you say it out loud or say it to yourself, like, you ain't getting jacked today. I'm going <laughs> right. to shut you down. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 going to have your mom calling into the NFL being mad because her son wasn't showing up or didn't they didn't call him out on TV. I'm taking you out of the game. That's how it is. You see what I'm saying? I do. So, I do. That, that's that's the attitude they need to have. And if Illuminor and Van Roten, those guys, especially on the right side, you know, Van Roten's got to play a lot lower because he's playing high. He's a mm-hmm. big 
big guy, but he plays high. Out of that two-point stance, he's got to play lower because the defensive tackles that he's faced so far have had it, have handed his ass to him over and over again, and he's got to have the attitude. Same thing with you know Andre James and Dylan Parham. Those inside three have got to do a better job at their scoop box, their tandem blocks, in order to get up to, to the next level. More importantly, they have to communicate who's got whom in order for this run game to become successful. Again, we're talking with Lincoln Kennedy here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Looking at this game and looking at the weapons that the Chargers have, they score a lot of points. I'm just looking yeah. at their weapons. I know Mike Williams is out with the torn ACL, but I feel like this is going to be a big game for the Raiders secondary. They've really got their work cut out for them. What have you thought of like Marcus Epps and Ja'Korian Bennett and even uh, you know uh, um, Marcus Peters to a certain extent as well? What have you thought of what they've done so far through three games, small sample size? I, uh, not not too bad, the product. I mean, I wish it was a little bit better, but, you know, when you're out there for as long as this Raiders defense has had to play, it's really hard to sit there and say, you know, that, man, they, they can be playing better because they've just been exposed. The biggest thing that I'm concerned about going into this game is who's going to, who's going to cover Parnum, the tight end for the, for the Chargers. We have mm-hmm. had issues covering tight ends in the past. And, um, you know, Merrick has struggled at times. Epps is a little undersized. I don't know if Spillane can do it. I know it's one of the reasons why they brought him in. But somebody, whether it's Diablo, and if Austin Eckler's playing, that's a double-edged sword because I know he was, he was out for a while. But if he's playing, that's another one because they like to throw out of the backfield. So even without, you know, even without Williams, they've got another number of targets. Keenan Allen has torched us in the past. You know, Joshua Palmer has played pretty well. So they've got some guys uh, on, on the side that's going to make it challenging for this defense. Will that be the biggest kind of storyline that you're looking at and paying attention to in this game? The tight end versus covering the tight end, yes. Yeah. And the back out of the backfield, yes, because they do a lot of that. And Herbert's a capable quarterback where he can find all the you know the need guys on the field. So you're going to have to get pressure on him, find a way to get pressure on him. Remember that he can use his legs. So you're going to have to be disciplining your rush lanes. But more importantly, you know I'm still waiting for this defense to wake up, get some turnovers, get some sacks. I haven't seen enough of it this year. No, I haven't either. And, Lincoln, what's frustrating to me is that they've had an opportunity at a turnover three weeks in a row now, right? They had a fumble and then an interception. Those were called back because of penalties. And then Marcus Peters put the one on the ground last week. So they've had the opportunities, but they haven't finished the plays. And that's something that I go back to on Sunday. Max Crosby said in the locker room to us, we have to finish plays. And I don't know how you translate that from the practice field to the game. Q, it's all about desire. It's all about what you want. These are professionals, so you don't babysit them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to you don't have to spoon feed them or anything. <laughs> These are professionals, but you have to explain what you want. And remember, we're in a uh, we're in, a, in the business of analyzing a performance base. So if you're not getting the job done and it shows up on film, you're probably not going to have a job for very long. But yeah. what 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 disappoints me the most is that the Raiders continue to have offensive line issues, and for the last three four years they've been trying to do their best to address it just hasn't come to fruition. I, I still go back to last week, and, you know, there's really no reason why Jermaine Illuminar should have been put on an island. You should, you should not have had that because right. he's turning his shoulders right off the snap. He's turning and giving a short angle to the quarterback. Someone either, either needs to correct that to where he's not doing it more or give him help on the outside, and he has to know where that help is so he can set up and, and, and play strong. You know, the fact that Jimmy G was looking at the rush more than he was looking downfield is not good. That's not good for any quarterback. So you need him looking downfield. You need him to feel secure, more importantly, because you know he has a history. You need to keep him clean in the pocket. That needs to be your utmost priority. It feels like they've had struggles and problems with the offensive line for years, and it feels like they've had struggles and, de- and problems with the defensive line. Like they just, you know what I mean? Like they, it just feels like the trenches aren't where the trenches need to be yet, Lincoln. 
Well, it, you know what? Here's the thing. A lot of people put emphasis into the draft. I still think the draft is a crapshoot. You never know how, how this guy is going to perform on the next level. Right. You can only assume. And you try to do everything you can to evaluate him when you're watching him, watching film, and talking to him and thinking they're ready. But you never know if you're ready until you get on the speed of this, of this level because it's not simple. It's not easy. If it was, there would be you know tons of people replacing people every year, but it's not the case. So you can't put a, a price on experience, and you can't put a, put a price on learning how to be a professional. A lot of these rookies have to learn how to be professionals. I remember when we first got Jonathan Abram, as much as I liked his tenacity, the fact that he was running full speed into walls and the things and hurting himself, well, you can lay a wallop of a hit, but if you're not on the field for the next play, you're no good to me. Right. Or the next game, you're no good to me. So you have to learn how to be a pro. It took him a couple of years to learn how to be a pro, how to stay on the football field, like it's going to take a lot of these younger guys a couple of years to have to stay on the field. I know everybody wants to win, them to win now and for them to be good right now, but it's going to have to fall on the shoulders of other people. It can't fall totally on the shoulders of these rookies. You know, and that leads me right to my final question, a great great answer right there. Like I said, leads me right into my, my final question that was actually a question I threw out to Raider Nation as the show started. What do you think the end-all, be-all goal is for this team this year? Like with the, with the young guys that they brought in, the guys that are getting some burn right now, and, of course, the blend of veterans, what do you think that, that the team, Coach McDaniels and company, are looking to get out of this season? Get through the first round of the playoffs, get in the first round of the playoffs and win a football game. Cool. There you go. There you go. That's, that should be the goal all, all the time. You know, well, I mean, well, I mean look, you obviously want to go further in the playoffs right. than just a game, right? But let's take in consideration it's been two decades since they won a playoff game. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And, the, and so when you think about it realistic, you want to take baby steps. You obviously want to take a big, giant step and say we're ready for the Super Bowl. When you, but when you talk about the upper echelon in AFC, we already got wallowed by Buffalo. Do we yeah. think we're ready – for that style of play. Because when you talk about that style of play, there are several teams that are up in that caliber, you know, that you have to compare yourself to. And you're taking on one of them this weekend in the Chargers. Right. And the reason I ask is because there's a lot of fans that have told me that they already know what the season's going to be, and they just want to see what the young guys could do, like Aiden O'Connell. And I just don't think in week four that that's, that's a good decision. Like, that would no, be a you good don't, decision. No, you don't do it in week four. You, 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 I mean, I understand what they're saying, but you don't do it in week four. The thing is, is that if you, you, if you look at yourself, if you look at the schedule collectively, Q, with this game here, and then you look at the next month of football, there's a number of winnable games in that next month. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it's probably not up until, for me, looking at the schedule, if the Raiders take care of business the way I think they're capable of, it can be, it can be running off a series of wins until you face Detroit Monday night. I think that's going to be a tall test, tall test for the Raiders. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you come back, and then you have Miami, and then Kansas City. You know, we, we get into the thick of the AFC. But when you talk about the AFC, you talk about the Chiefs, who you haven't overcome yet. You talk about the Dolphins. The Bills, um, you know, uh, what other team was, was uh, out there? Chargers, a lot of people were talking about the hype. The Baltimore. Bengals, you think they're yeah. going to get it right. The Browns playing with a stingy defense, finding a way to win football games. I'm just going through the AFC blindly. Right. You know, and that's what I think, Q, that you have to put your standard at. If you want to compare yourself to anybody, you let me know after you beat the Buffalo Bills. You let me know after you beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Because then I'll tell you, you're ready for primetime playoff football. I love it. I love it. Great, great stuff right there, as always. And that's why we like to pick the brain of the great Lincoln Kennedy. Lincoln, thank you so much for your, your information, your feedback, and your time. Uh, enjoy your college game this weekend. Which college game do you have? 
I've got Oregon at Stanford. Woo, okay. All right. Oregon's feeling good about themselves after that victory oh, over a uh, – Right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, all right, well, enjoy your game, your college game, and, of course, we'll be listening to you on Sunday as well. We appreciate you. Thank you, Q. You're the man. I appreciate it. Talk to you later. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Lincoln Kennedy right there, the great Lincoln Kennedy. Go ahead and clip the end of that interview. Go ahead and clip the end of that one and hold on to it. I like that. Give me that final answer. Let me hold on to that. Give me that, Ari. Just go ahead and clip it. Send it to me. I want to have it so I could just, anytime I need to hear it, press play. I want to do like the old Diddy album, press play, right? Serious, straight up. I want to be able to press play when I want to press play and I need to press play. What he just said about the AFC and the teams in the AFC, and he's going through it blindly and saying, when you beat these guys, these guys, these guys, you can talk to me. You need to compare yourself to those. That's exactly what that's exactly what the mentality should be. I love it. Great stuff from Lincoln Kennedy. 348's the time. Many thanks to Lincoln for his time as he gives us each and every Tuesday and Thursday. We'll get your calls and texts, and then we'll close out hour number two just like that. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. One wide out on each side of the ball. Shotgun formation. Hand him up the middle. He breaks through a hole. 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Touchdown, Rebels. Courtney Reese got the handoff, and he gets in for a touchdown. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. You know the Rebels are doing pretty well. If you hear the Rebels on the way back, and Paloma Villacana's not joining the show, or something Rebel-related, so there you go. UNLV making some noise. They do have a game coming up on Saturday at, uh, at Allegiant Stadium. I encourage everyone to go out if you are looking for a game to go check out. Uh, it's going to be the battle for the Golden Pineapple. Hawaii's in town. Should be a hell of a game. Uh, I believe Hawaii won last year. The Rebels would like to return to favor under Coach Odom. And I like Coach Odom a lot. I really do. I think he's going to do some good things for this UNLV program that is desperately in need of something good to go on with that football program. But uh, there you go. Uh, here a little UNLV Rebels on the way back here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Let's go out to the phone lines. Talk to our guy quick. Quick, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Q-Ball, what it do? Chilling, man. Chilling. How you doing? So I'm good. Thanks for asking. Uh, I think that UNLV should maybe start that Mayaba kid over Dougie Brumfield. But Agreed. maybe that's for another day. Oh, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I agree with you 100%, brother. <laughs> yeah. He looks good, bro. I was like, yep. well, okay. Yep. But anyway, you asked the question, you know, what is the goal for this team? My personal goal is to figure out what the identity of this team is. Shubal, what is our identity? I think – and I hate the fact that I have to say think. I think it's a running game, a running team that, that can pass the ball around the yard, if that makes sense. I think that the identity is Josh Jacobs in the run game, but it hasn't, it hasn't started that way through three games. Absolutely not, right? And, yep. and my point with that is last year we lead the league in rushing, and this year we've got a top-five quarterback in air yards and a, and a wide receiver who's playing at the top of his game being targeted 20 times. Right. So it's like, who are we? We don't use the tight ends. We have a, a coach who supposedly loves tight ends. We drafted one high. We don't throw it to him. I just want this team to figure out who the heck they are, yeah. you know, and, yep. and, and get rid of Pat Graham. That's all I need. Mean. I'm out of here, Q-Ball. I appreciate you, bro. Hey, great call. And, look, I'll say this. Last year, I don't think any of us knew what the identity of the team was till about week four, week five, right? I mean, when Josh Jacobs really finally got cooking. So I think that's a great point, great valid point. What is the identity of this team? What is it? We got time for one more call, Ari? Is that what we're saying or no? You tell me. We got time or no? <laughs> Ari no, said, no, no, hold no. on. Okay, no. We're going to come back. 
All right, we'll come back. We got Vinny Boston York coming up. A quick, really good call. I do appreciate you. We got Vinny Boston York coming up at the top of the hour. Then we'll get back to phone calls and texts. Raider Mac, I see you. Don't worry, we'll get to you. Uh, I got one text from the 209. Why doesn't Lincoln join the team? I feel like he coach and lead these guys to victory. Man, I've been asking myself that question for a long time. He probably doesn't want the headache, to be honest, because coaching is a headache, <laughs> right? It's, a, it's, it's really gratifying if that's what you love to do, but I bet you. I bet you that Lincoln's like, yeah, I, I know what I'm talking about. I know how to coach it. I just don't want to coach it because I think he'd be a huge asset onto uh, the Raiders coaching staff. I think he'd be fantastic, uh, but I don't know. I'll ask him, though, and when we talk to him on Tuesday, I'll definitely go ahead and keep that in my notes. Vinny Bonsignor joins us next. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.